Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome back to Avery Sports Show. We are sitting here in the Avery Sports Show headquarters after a pretty wild week in the CFL, the Eskimos, and the St. Peters. As we all know, Calgary won the Liberty Classic, and, and now Edmonton won Liberty Rematch last night, 48-42. So I want to have on the podcast recap this game from the Edmonton Sun beat writer, Jerry Mordejong. Jerry, how are you doing today? And Jerry, before you even get into football... I've been covering this team for 10 years, and for all 10 years, you've taken it upon yourself to be my arch nemesis in the press box at Eskimo Games. <laughs> How come? <laughs> that's, that's not true, Avery. That's not true at all. I, I claim self-defense all the time. Oh, because, sure. uh, hey, it's just, you got to hang back and, and uh, play some D around you, pal. Wow, that is you know that is you know that is eight, that is just you hate young people in person. You hate you hate me being youngest guy in the press box. That's what I'm gonna call us. <laughs> I don't hate anybody, Avery. Any any sort of insecurities you feel are on you, my friend. Wow, that's that's tough worth take. Anyway, Jerry. So with this win, Edmonton now moves seven and five in the Western Division. I gotta ask you, when was the last time you saw Edmonton put up thirty first half points on Calgary? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, thir- yeah, 31 first half points, you're right. And, and uh, what, 24 of those were off the turnovers mm-hmm. against Calgary? I've, I've never seen that, Avery. I've never, I've never seen Calgary, uh, uh, you know, hand, a, hand them the ball so many times like that. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, things took their toll in the Labor Day Classic. Uh, I think the Eskimos escaped a, a little more unscathed. Obviously, the loss of Darrell Walker is a, a, a big one to try and overcome uh, over the next uh, over the next six weeks here. Uh, as well, C.J. Gable, starting running back, was a, was a scratch uh, in, in the rematch here. He didn't practice a whole heck of a lot. Uh, he, was, he was getting his leg worked on on the trainer's table uh, during what was an incredibly short week of practice. I can't believe, back when I started covering this team, that these guys used to turn around and play right again on Friday. Um, but yeah, you could uh, you could tell there was uh, there there was some some aches and pains and, and bumps and bruises, no doubt. Uh, and I would argue a little bit more for Calgary uh, coming into the rematch. Of course, it truly was. And then, you, Jerry, what was more surprising, the thirty points in the first half or the seven turnovers by the Stampeders? That was incredibly stunning to me to see seven turnovers from the Stampeders team last night. Yeah, and credit goes to, to the Eskimos. I mean, uh, there two fumbles, three interceptions, and two turnovers on downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know one of those turnovers on downs uh, came from a, a drop ball of a wide-open Stampeders receiver uh, right on the goal line. Um, you know, you don't often see a team like Calgary, who uh, were 9-1 and one coming into this one, 9-2 and two now still with what I'd argue is a stranglehold on, on first place in the West. 
you know, they led wire to wire, Avery, and it still came down to, to the final snap of the game, uh, a Hail Mary uh, into the end zone. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I've, I've seen it all in these Battle of Alberta's uh, in, in my short time covering this team. Uh, and, and nothing surprises me, but it still is, is amazing to watch it happen and then see how these games unfold. Oh, it truly was. Of course, I, mean, I know Coach Moss talked about how he's got to see his team finish. And that was the big thing is that the Eskimos over the past little while had trouble finishing games. And we saw they had uh, 17 points in the third quarter. And this is a team where in the second half, they only had three points last week, uh, sorry, in Calgary. And then I see his team actually come out and finish a game in which it didn't blow a lead. Yeah, and both of these games in the series came down to uh, uh, requiring the defense uh, to, to come up with a stop to finish mm-hmm. up the game. Uh, they didn't do it in Calgary. Nope. Uh, you know, Bo Levi Mitchell comes back from, from a knee injury wearing a big clunky brace and uh, still comes up with enough magic to get them into a field goal position for a 43-yarder from, from Paradis uh, to win the, the, the classic at McMahon. And uh, this one, yeah, I mean, what what do they have? Calgary had uh, under a minute to, to get from, uh, you know, almost their own red zone into uh, in, into. Uh, you know, field goal territory wasn't enough this time, but uh, they certainly got uh, to within the 40 and, uh, and gave them a chance for the big Hail Mary. Uh, just an incredible finish, and, uh, you know, nice to see uh, Emmons' defense, uh, uh, you know, come away with a, with, with a big closeout to a game. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more. And, of course, what you mentioned, uh, Mulia Mitchell, the quarterback guest was Mike Riley. One more you see about Mike. Another game where he goes out and has three touchdown passes, runs for three, and has 397 yards passing. Right now, it seems like Mike's amount of mission to try and get the season done right for the Eskimos. Yeah, no kidding. And, and these, these QBs have been dueling back and forth their entire careers. Uh, obviously, Bo, Bo Levi wins out in the, uh, in the wins and losses head-to-head uh, department. Uh, but if you look closely and crunch some of those numbers, uh, Mike Riley actually has the better QB passer rating. Uh, than, than Bo Levi does. I don't know the exact figures right now, but I looked at them coming into this game. Uh, and that just tells me, uh, you know, <laughs> that these are, are two of the, uh, the elite quarterbacks in the, in the West Division, if not the league. Uh, you know, I, it's pretty obvious which one is, uh, is uh, yeah, playing on, on the better team, I suppose, maybe surrounded by, by uh, some more offensive talent. Uh, but uh, but Mike Riley, I mean, his, uh, if it comes down to just head-to-head, one-on-one, uh, you know, arm against arm, uh, I'd I pick Riley all the time. I would too as well. I would too as well. And it's a game where, it's funny, you know, we, we've, we've seen over the past couple of weeks, Eskimo receivers have been known for their outrageous celebrations. It was kind of funny to see them more subdued. You didn't see any celebrations from Duke Williams or Vidal Hazleton. They, they kept it calm. I got those kind of odd to see Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I chalk it up to the rivalry, Avery. We saw a bunch of things out of character from that group, especially Duke Williams uh, kind of leading the charge in uh, what was a, a more of a war of words than we typically see, uh, you know, over this week after the loss. Uh, the Eskimos sure weren't happy. That was the most dejected uh, kicked off uh, I've ever seen them in a locker room after a loss, be it regular season or playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it really led to, uh, uh, I mean, they, they got... They got under the collar of, uh, of Bo Levi Mitchell, who went on his, uh, his weekly radio spot, uh, the Bo Show on, I believe it's 960 Dunker, and just, uh, you know, up and down, uh, trying to tear these Eskimos for some of the comments they made. And his, basically the premise was, uh, the Eskimos felt that they had, they had given the Labor Day Classic away. Uh, you know, them, uh, losing, uh, was, was more, uh, on 
in than, than anything Calgary did. Uh, and then they also called, you know, Calgary, uh, uh, you know, just a just a normal team of human beings, kind of put their pants on just like everybody else, sort of thing. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, it, it did. It, it got to uh, to Bo Levi. He, uh, you know, for a guy who got off Twitter, uh, you know, earlier uh, earlier on last year over the off season, uh, he he came out guns ablazing uh, on his radio show. So uh, yeah, kind of kind of uh, different sort of uh, thing to see uh, from from the receivers, especially Duke Williams, who's uh, certainly better known for crawling through sandwich boards in, in celebration of touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, like I said, I chalk it up to the rivalry taking over. Um, you know, it, it was down to business, and, uh, and there was some bad blood there, just as you'd expect to see. You mentioned bad blood. I mean, you know, you, you look in sports, you look in the CFL. Rivalries don't mean as much. It's kind of nice to see Edmonton Calgary still being heated and still being somewhat hostile in this league, Jerry. Yeah, it's also nice to, to hear players and coaches, uh, you know, actually say how they feel, uh, you know, to a point. Uh, certainly more than uh, than the down pat uh, answers you get from from you know professional hockey players, things like that. Uh, you know that sort of 110 uh, percent comment <laughs> that you just kind of gloss over and, and doesn't really mean or say anything. Uh, it, it was nice to see players come out and say exactly how they feel, uh, and and coaches not really rein them in. Uh, I mean, Moss was was pretty adamant in saying he would never rein that back if uh, if that's how players feel. Uh, but at the same time. Uh, now that you've talked the talk, it's uh, it's time to walk the walk when uh, when the ball's kicked off, and uh, I would I would suggest nothing's really been decided in this battle of Alberta. Um, you know, obviously the the Stampeders are who they are, and sitting where they are in the standings at nine and two, uh, they're going to be tough to catch by anybody. But uh, you know, if it comes down to the playoff games between these two teams right now, um, you know, I'm not going to bet the farm. Odds are most likely that Edmonton. It will be empty Calgary was final now, but they gotta find a way to somehow win in Calgary. That's been a big kryptonite. It's finding a way to win in Calgary. Even this team can win in Calgary. It's impossible right now over the past week. They have, they have not won in Calgary at all since I believe 2011, the Labor Day Classic. Yeah, it's, it's always tough to, to win on the road in, in pro football. Uh, something about McMahon, uh, I mean, they certainly play their best there, which is to be expected. Uh, even the crowd noise, and, and it was the biggest crowd in the CFL uh, at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, Saturday night's rematch, and uh, I, I have a feeling that won't be broken uh, until the end of November, when uh, two teams square off for uh, for all the marbles uh, in front of a packed Commonwealth Stadium. But uh, crowd noise certainly played a factor last night. Jason Mon said it, it came down to some uh, you know big defensive stops and, and contributed to uh, to some of their success, anyways. And, and if that uh, can give you even uh, the slightest advantage. Um, Crowd last night of over thirty six thousand. What would it take to get maybe um, crowds to get a forty thousand Commonwealth for a game again? Because that was cool to see Commonwealth pack like that, like it was last night, Jerry. Avery, when I uh, was a youngster like yourself, I uh, <laughs> I remember working the tailgate uh, section on field level in Commonwealth Stadium. I believe it was uh, maybe the two thousand four or five. Uh, Labor Day rematch, mm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was full. There was there was fifty plus there. There wasn't a, there wasn't a seat left to be had. So um, you know, hey, this is the day and age where uh, they make it real easy to uh, to get the best seat in the house, which uh, you know happens to be 
the coach a lot of times, especially with all the high definition television, all the all the different angles. Uh, TSN's doing a heck of a job. It's uh, you know ESPN uh, Junior, if not uh, you know on par with some of the things they're uh, they're showcasing in, in the NFL down there now. Um, it's it's tough now. And of course, you don't get the atmosphere uh, of being at the game and, and uh, you know sitting in the stands like that. I would say that's still uh, an experience that uh, that you can't replicate. Uh, you know, sitting at, at home alone or with, with uh, just a group of friends, even. Uh, but uh, hey, for the money, and, and CFL games are certainly affordable compared to uh, to that other organization down the street. Um, <laughs> you know, getting out and, and seeing a game like that. Uh, but you can't do it all the time, and uh, and I just think uh, you know there's a lot of things uh, at your fingertips, and uh, and uh, you know carrying around these uh, wonderful mobile devices, it's uh, it's really easy to uh, to really follow along with uh, with all the things that interest you, and uh, and CFL just has to contend with those. That is true. That is very true. Last question for you now. The Eskimos go into a bye. Is there any better time for the bye week now? Because they go into the bye, and then they get to play Ottawa and Winnipeg, two teams who've been struggling over the past couple of weeks now. I don't want to say it's easy games coming up, but they're playing teams after the bye who are hurting in a big way. Yeah, no kidding. Especially like we talk about Avery after uh, these teams really, uh, I mean, they throttled each other. They uh, they took their share of licks and uh, keep it on ticking, but uh, now they get to slow down a little bit over the bye week, and they're definitely not going to say no to that. Uh, a little bit of a refresher. They have another one coming up uh, in October as well, uh, before the big uh, big push to the playoffs. So, um, they're <laughs> I mean, bye weeks can can uh, once in a while interrupt momentum a team has. Uh, we've seen it happen in Edmonton before, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, they're, this team, the way things have been going this season and right now, uh, they're they're not going to take it. I also wanted to point out, Avery, their penalty situation that has really plagued them. Yes. Over this season, uh, they've they played pretty clean over this past series, and, and they certainly need to be commended for it. Uh, over these two uh, games in the Labor Day series, they've had uh, five penalties for what I believe are a total of seventy-three yards. And uh, heck, they would have taken that in one game over that first stretch of the, the season. Where uh, well, I mean, they, they were still the worst, most flagged team for the most yards in the league. Uh, coming into to Saturday's games, but uh, boy, they've really made a remarkable turnaround there. So, so hopefully, uh, the bye week doesn't interrupt uh, any sort of momentum and progress they've been making in that department. Hopefully not. We will see. All right, Jerry. Thanks for being the podcaster. Before I let you go, where can people find you on Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, and wherever you old people use to communicate socially? <laughs> you, you know what? Just just pick up a newspaper once, Avery. Just pick one up once. It might open your eyes a little bit. Nah, I, I know, man. It's uh, it, it's tough. You, you got to get out there as, as much as you can. And I got to gotta say, you're doing a fine job on this show. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate it, buddy.